Welcome to the Unhinged Vibes Podcast. My name is AJ. And my name is Evan, and this is a lifestyle podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Magic the Gathering. Yes. Good job on that one. Magic the Gathering, particularly Commander. Commander rules. EDH. We're going to be talking about unspoken rules in regards to your table group. Table group, or yeah. So this isn't going to be for tournament stuff. This isn't going to be for your local game store. This is more for... You're, you inviting a bunch of friends over and just having casual games. All right. For backstory on today's episode, Evan, hit us off. I guess maybe two days ago, I was just playing casual game online due to COVID with a friend in our ta- in our table group. And I figured, I hope it's a casual game. I was like going in expecting a casual game because none of my decks are at that level where it's like, oh, I just have the most powerful deck. Slap down my deck. I'm like, okay, let's have a good old time. So I start playing. I was already, all my decks were not ready because I, the cards I saw were just out of this world. My decks, as we were playing, I know I got mana screwed at some point in each game. The cards I was seeing, I'm like, even if I wasn't mana screwed, I am not keeping up to what's going on. And I'm sure this happens in a lot of different groups out there. Don't you think? I believe so. I do. Just to give a little bit more backstory on yours, we're just going to explain a few things before we go into deeper detail. Number one, when Evan talks about power scale in casual decks, usually there is a tier scale. There's a good tier scale when it comes to what level of uh, EDH deck people play. There are casual decks, there are high performance decks, and then there are competitive play decks. What deck did you have? I had like a mid... It's like casual play, almost high performance. Casual high performance in between there. Yeah, in between there. Okay. And what uh, kind of deck did this person have? He had a competitive. Competitive deck. And we played several games and each one was at that competitive level. So we're going to go more in in depth about like competitive play decks and unspoken rules and this and that. You were expecting a casual game. A casual mid-tier. To have fun. To have fun. Not to get your ass whooped in three turns. Where you spend more time shuffling your deck than you do actually playing. It was just, it blew me away. And I had to keep a straight face. I'm just like, did I sign up for this? I don't know if I did or not. Because when we first started playing as a group, it was not like this at all. Mm -hmm. We were so new to the game, we had no idea about these crazy good cards. And now four years later, they're everywhere in our group. Okay, so first off, why was it competitive? Why was his his or her deck competitive? Was it that the fact they had all the expensive cards? Was it just like um, a super combo deck? Like what what was going on? It was just the cards he was yeah, it was just the super expensive cards. Or just the playstyle. But were they actual super expensive cards? Or were they actually proxies? Both. So if you don't know what a proxy is. It's just a printout. Yes. So if you do not have access or you cannot afford the actual physical card itself, the the, the legit card, there are websites that you can go to. And right? you can buy the card or you can print it out yourself. So you print it out on a piece of paper and you like attach it to an actual card itself so right. it has the same consistency so nothing's kind of out of whack. And then it's a placeholder for the real card. That you don't have. But it shows everything. shows all the stats, the look of it, everything else. It's just you printed it out on your printer instead of buying it from your local game store or from online or whatever else. Evan, how do you feel about proxies? 
especially proxies like this. Well, before pro- I even knew about proxies, I'm like, I'm not spending this much money on these cards. Like, why should I? I have yeah. other stuff to do. But now all of a sudden, like, I guess a few people in our group are getting these, spending this money on these good cards. And I play, like, I'm always playing those players that have the good cards. So in my mind, I'm like, I have to try to play catch up. And the only way I can play catch up in my situation is to get proxies. Yeah. Honestly, disclaimer before we even keep going. For those who are in our play group and are listening to this, just know, like, we're not talking shit, whatever else. We're just putting out our opinions. And trust me, I want you guys on this show as well to give us your opinions on all this stuff. Correct. Right? Because it's, it's a good way to speak your mind and whatever else. Trust me, we're not going to be talking shit about uh, certain people in our play group. It's just we want people to have fun. Correct. That's why we meet up and play Magic because we want to have fun. And in my eyes, if we meet up and someone is not having fun, that's something that the whole group has to fix. That's something that the whole group has to fix because essentially it's group bonding, us hanging out, it's us having fun. And if one person is not having fun and they feel like shit and it makes them either want to A, spend more money on the game, which one, we don't want anyone to spend absurd, absurd amount. amount of money. Yeah. A, it's going to make us feel guilty because one, if they can't afford it, or B, it's out of their means or whatever else, right? It's just, it's not, it's not a good thing, yeah. right? We want that positive mind state, whatever else. And B, they want to quit the game because of it. That's no fun, right? right? We, we don't want any of those situations happening. We want you to spend money on the game because you want to spend money because it's a positive thing, not a negative, I need to catch up. So keep that in mind. So for those listening who are in our play group, just know it's this is just a venting and just positive talk situation, but we are going to be going in depth with it. And yet again, for those in our play group, if you want to get in on this conversation, we, we would love to have you on here and to talk about your opinion on things. More than one opinion on every single topic possible. But anyways, um, for proxies. Yes. How many proxies did you think this person had? I would say within each deck itself, I'm not too sure. What about the one that you were playing? I'd say at least, I want to say five. I could okay. be wrong. I could be okay. very wrong. But Now, for these five proxies, okay, let's say these five proxies, were they just everyday, run-of-the-mill, standard proxy cards, not super powerful, like casual play cards, or were they top tier cards that I, were proxies i'd say top tier in the in the land sense cuz if you have fast lands then the that game, bugs me i'm going to be honest with you that bugs me cuz then the game's over cuz you can go at super speed that bugs me one few reasons reason one if i'm playing someone that i know for a fact does not have a competitive deck i'm not going to play any competitive deck to that person unless i give them one of my competitive decks then they'll then it's kind of fun by having two top tier decks going at each other who's gonna win first then it's fun because then it's even but if i know you're coming into this with your casual decks and i pull out my top tier my s tier tournament style deck and i beat you in three turns and you haven't even played a card yet is that actually fun not at all that's not fun 
That's not, it might be fun for like, oh, yeah, I won in three turns. Sweet. Okay, cool. But don't play that deck again. I know. Don't but play it, that deck it again. Wasn't, it, was just more, it was more than one deck. That was the thing. And here's the thing. like, It sucks because it was online, so you, he couldn't really pass you one of his decks. right? Yeah. Like, here, play one of these competitive. I want to see how they play with each other, right? This and that. Correct. So it's, it's, it's hard that way. When it comes to proxies, I'm okay with people having proxies if every day run-of-the-mill cards. Like, if you got 50 commander decks and you don't want to spend money on 50 individual soul rings or, like, yeah, that stuff, right? That then, okay, sense. fine. Yeah. Get proxies. Own own a few of them, but I understand if you don't want to buy 47 other copies of one card. Kind of a staple, but it's also on the cheaper side. If you're spending hundreds, hundreds, of, dollars hundreds of dollars on proxies that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars, like for the actual original card, yeah. and putting them in all your decks, that's no fun. EDH is supposed to be... It's supposed to be fun. It is. And you gotta have, like... This gotta... isn't standard. This isn't modern. This isn't win in, like, three, four turns that where the games are, like, 15 to 20 minutes. No, EDH takes, like, an hour long. 30 minutes to an hour there's long. There's nothing at stake either. Like there's nothing not, at stake. This is all fun. Any, you're not winning any money. You're this is not, all fun. I don't understand anymore. I like, don't. it's... It's weird. It's... I, our... Our play group has Evolved. multiple tiers yes. of gameplay. And I think having a competitive deck. At least one. At least one in a group of eight. Yes. In in a in a big group of eight people is fine. So Depen- if you're if you're not if you don't have a competitive deck of your own. Oh man. But anyways, go back to how you were feeling and what what was going through your head with all that, like I was just shocked. Well, A, I haven't played him in a while, so I didn't expect this at all either because yeah. when I played him before, he didn't have these cards because all the decks I remember before, like I, I saw those cards, but it was the group setting. I'm like, okay, I can, we can deal with this. Yeah, because one. if one person has a very powerful deck, doesn't matter if the other four or five have like casual decks, but they could probably deal with that person anyways because there's four or five other people. Right. right. Someone has an answer. Someone has, has an answer for one of their plays. I was only aware that he had one competitive deck. One. And I came into this game not knowing he had multiple. That's how it felt. I know I got mana screwed every single game, and that's on me for not fixing my mana. I just, I was shocked at everything. Now, how do you think, what steps would you take to fix this? It's not... Like, if you were in that person's shoes, like, what would you do to fix it and to make sure that the other person is having fun? Well, I would say after the second game, like, okay, I won two in a row. Maybe I should lower the level. That's what be my personal take on it. I'm not too sure what he was thinking. He was just kind of rotating through decks because he has so many, right? Was it smart? Like, would you stay in the competitive tier deck or would you drop it down to your casual decks, your pre-cons? I would, at that point, I would have dropped it down to my pre-cons. I'm not too sure the mindset of the other guy. He was just rotating. He just wanted to test his deck still, but when his testing to me is just... <laughs> Here's the thing. You're not testing a deck against a casual deck. If you are if you got a S-tier, a competitive-style deck, and you're testing it towards a casual slash pre-con deck, is that really testing? No. I'm just making it feel good. You're, you're practicing your shuffle skills because yeah. you're shuffling more than you are playing. If you really want to test the deck out, you put the same tier deck right across from it. Exactly. 
if your deck can possibly win in three turns, you put another deck that could possibly win in two or three turns against it to see how it can match up. Exactly. Right? That's how you test the deck. Having a one-on-one with a buddy and whooping his ass in three turns every single game is not really testing decks. It's just... No. I felt... I, I When you told me, I felt bad for you. Oh. I, I felt to, bad for you. I had to keep it together. I felt bad for you. I felt like leaving, like just clicking that leave button, like, sorry, something came up. I got to go. In all honesty... Our buddy probably didn't even realize it. Probably not. Right? And you know what? It's all right if he didn't notice it because it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't malcontent. It wasn't like he didn't do it on purpose. No, he had no idea. He had no idea. No idea. Right? So who? it's fine. It's fine. He had no idea. Had I'm just no aware idea. that he watches like the high EDH yeah. stuff on YouTube every day. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm jealous of what he's got. I'm 100% oh, jealous of what he's got. Because you know what? He spends his money how he wants to spend it. I spend the, my money how I want to spend it. And it's currently, I'm spending my money on food, gas, and the upcoming baby. And he spends his money on however he wants to spend it. And unfortunately, he's putting a little bit more money in magic than I am at the moment. So it makes me jealous because he's got some amazing uh, decks. He's an amazing person. I'm going to be honest with you. I love playing with him. Yes. Right. I love do. playing with him. He's like one of my, one of my favorite guys to ever play with when it comes to magic. Man, he's a he's one of the nicest guys I know. And he just really gets into it. And he re- he's like me. If he gets into something, he gets into something. He goes balls deep into yes. something. And like I respect that of him. I respect that of him. That's why like this conversation is not honing on the guy. It's just how can we fix it so that you are having a good time. Right, could, so yeah. that others in our group are having a good time, so that no one leaves our play session in a bad mood, in a negative way. Because I don't want anyone, you, me, anyone in our group, and I believe they would feel the same way, to feel and leave our game session in a shitty mood. It's not fun. It's not. And you've seen me light up during group games before COVID, yeah. too. <laughs> it's okay if we pass the salt around. You know, it's okay, it's okay if we okay. pass the salt yeah. around. But if it's just but constant. if it gets to a point, like there is a threshold of of salt overload. I think I reached that on Sunday where it just broke through. I'm like, do I want to continue to play this game? Please note, our play group, every single person is amazing. Yes. They are the nicest guys. Very nice people. I would literally do anything for those guys. All of them. Every single one of them. And I think there's like, what, seven or eight of us? Uh, Yeah, I think six or seven. So there's a lot, right? And I respect every one of these guys. I respect everything that they do, who they are as a person. But at the end of the day, we all have to have fun. It's just like board games. It's just the same thing as board games, right? Right? Here's the thing. Why do you think I never play Monopoly? Because someone's flipping the table. Someone's flipping the damn table. Damn right. And you don't want that happening in match. Yes. Because that's, that's, it's more than 52, car, 52 cards are picking up. Yeah. A lot more than 52 cards are picking up. It's, it's frustrating. And the reason, the reason I play that way is because I've been beaten down so many times. That's why I, my play style comes off so aggressive. Where I'm just trying to like, no, I don't want this ever to happen again. So that's why I'm just coming off so strong right away. Yeah. Which, which is fair because essentially it's our fault that we've made you that way. Yeah. If you think about it. It is 100%. Our fault that we've made you that way. Because another friend's like, why do you come off so aggressive? I'm like, I'm like, do you want to hear the short story or the long story? It's because my play group, they're good, and they beat on me, and I die. So I, I need to be aggressive. If I'm not aggressive, I don't get any scraps. 
if if you if you're hungry, you gotta fight for your food. Please. If you don't fight, you ain't getting no food. And that's kind of what our play style is, which is kind of sad, but it's also funny, right? Because it's getting beat. It's just yeah, it's just like a like I want to explain it like like a line in the jungle, right? right? You're not getting what you want if you don't. I'm I'm gonna tell you though. I'm gonna tell you right now, Evan. You do play passive in the beginning, which leaves you open a lot. It's because most of the time my deck isn't ready at the right. Time. So it's like I'm just telling you right now, like. Play aggressive all you want, but the reason why you get picked on, you you leave yourself open. Everybody on the board would have some sort of protection if it's like either if they're playing blue and they got blue mana up or they got some sort of creatures yeah. or whatever. Whatever it is, they have some sort of protection. And then you look at Evan's board state, you're like, no. Evan's wide open. I, I need to do something this round. <laughs> I drew, I placed the land, I'll do something. Evan, I'll hit you for two. But I just don't put a lot of time into magic like others do. Mm. Not like I used to. Other things have come up too. Or it's like, okay, I got like four. That's why I only have like a little amount of decks. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's been half an hour. So I'm not looking through all my collection. I have to admit one thing that we as a group need to focus on a little bit is we got to realize that just because me, let's say me as an individual has a competitive style deck does not mean everyone else in our group has a competitive style deck and that they can actually all match up to it. It's okay if you want to test it and you want to see what it does. At least let the other people know, like, yo, I'm telling you right now, like, this deck could possibly win in three, four turns. Yeah, we need to uh, work on communication. Exactly. I'm letting you know, this game, I'm testing this deck out, so don't expect the long game. Try your best and then play the game. Don't just, oh, man, it's going to be a great game. Sweet. Three turns in. Board wipe. Sweep, burn, whatever, yeah. dead, right? Like, it's no fun when you're not expecting it. And when you expect a very friendly game, a very long... EDH is, is supposed to be a long game. It's supposed yes. to be fun. It's supposed to be back and forth. This isn't standard or modern, where you win. I had to go for a walk after I had to, to process what just happened. <laughs> it's fair. When it comes to our playgroup playing, do you think you're going to be... Uh, Pumping up your decks? I don't know anymore. Yeah? I really don't because I'm at a crossroads right now. Because mm-hmm. more things are popping up. So, like, w- what are your choices for your crossroads right now? Like, Do I go to another game? Because I have other friends getting into a new card game. Okay. And I've seen it play, and it's so new. It's not like magic level is like, okay, you're spending $300 on a deck. Mm-hmm. It's $15 for a deck. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I can see that road be a nice, big, clear road because if it's a new card game... Everyone's on the same level. Exactly. Everyone's knowledge is the same. Yes. And I thought about this, like, and I just looked at the websites where I buy my magic cards and it's available there. I'm like, oh, and I have friends playing already. So I'm like, this is great. Magic doesn't tone down in our group. I feel I might switch. That's my personal feeling. Yeah. Okay. I reflect more on it. Like, I know they're, yeah, like you said, they're great guys, but if it continues the way it is, I'm going to flip soon. (laughs) And trust me, the the inner part of me wants to see that flip, but also I don't want you to leave the group and or I also don't want to leave have a, friend, a bad taste. I also don't want to leave a friend stranded there too. Exactly, right? <laughs> okay, so that's one possible road you might go down. What's another road? I just quit altogether. Because it's also I know I've been we've been doing this a while, but what are my priorities? Where should I put my time now? Instead of watching YouTube videos, playing every Sunday. What can I be doing in those time slots? Which is fair because essentially if you're not having fun while you do something, why why would you even do it? 
And when, if you're constantly getting beat down and down and down, do you want to get up anymore? Yeah, and, like, at this point, it's... Like, I've always been the weakest leak in the group, besides another friend. Okay, which is fair. Which is fair. That's a fair assumption. Okay, here's the thing, though. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to be devil's advocate, okay? Okay. Are you the weakest link because of, A, your decks, or B, your play style and knowledge? Maybe play style and knowledge. Play style and knowledge? But that's because I don't put enough time into it. Can you expand on that? Like, what do you struggle most when it comes to your play style and knowledge? Is it the rules? Is it how the cards work? Is it is everyone's this, deck? Is it just not knowing everyone's deck? People changing every time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, if you're rotating 20 decks, I don't even know what's going on anymore. If you're rotating 10 competitive decks, I don't I don't I'm like, okay, I'm going to just not do anything. Can I give you some advice that I follow? What's that? So, I don't follow Magic at all. I don't watch any Magic videos. I don't watch any YouTube Magic videos. I don't even know. All I know right now is that there's a new set coming out called Strixhaven. And it's, like, kind of, it's loosely based upon, like, the schools of Magic, like how Hogwarts is. Yes. Right? That's and the catch. First off, amazing concept. And amazing Beu- artwork. A beautiful, beautiful new set, right? I don't follow the lore. I don't follow the rule, the rules update. I don't follow the new cards. I probably know maybe 10 cards in this new set. That's it. I haven't followed Magic, let's say, maybe six months to a year. I can still hold my own because I focus on a few things. I like to focus on not what individual cards do, okay, except for commanders. Like I like to read commanders. But like, okay, I read a commander. Even if it's a deck that somebody has that I've never seen before, I read the commander and I try to figure out what it does. And the second I see something on their board that kind of hints to it, then I know they start to become a threat. My option one is, okay, I got to be cautious on what their commander does. Even if I don't exactly like know the, the card combos that they have, anything that resembles w- that could lead up to that card winning or whatever, I got to shut it down. Number two, we know basic rules in regards Board wipes, tramples, Correct. Uh, tokens, this yeah. and that. I pay attention to the basic core rules of that. If I see uh, someone who I know that their commander like pumps things up and I see that they're making a few more tokens, I try to focus on what their token generation is or just general boards. I try to make sure that everyone's board state is kind of the same. Yeah. No one person should be higher than everyone else except for my own, which is fair for everybody. And then number three, if I see one person starting to take out another person, if A, if I can't take that person out, like if let's say person A is taking you out and my turn's after yours and he took out like a bunch of your life and like you're almost dead. If I can't take you out, then I'm going to let that person take you out. If I don't have the means to take you out myself, I'm going to let them take you out. So they're doing my dirty work for me. Or if it's the other way around, if someone is taking you out and I need you to win or I need you to help me win because your deck complements mine, I'm going to try and protect you. That makes sense. I'll try to take that person out because their deck does not complement mine. I can't see myself winning if it's me and that person left, but I can see myself winning if it's me and you left, but they're, they're slowly trying to take you out. Then I'll take that person out. Because I have a better chance of winning if it's me and you versus me and them. Those are like the three things that I look at. I don't care if I'm 
up to date with magic or if I'm 20 years in the future from now and I get back into magic, I'm still going to follow those same rules. That makes sense. But just them know, just me knowing like, okay, they're spending an hour, two hours, three hours a day looking at their decks. It's just half an hour to an hour. Hey, man. It's just basic. That's knowledge. a half hour to an hour more than me. I know. <laughs> well, it's just basic principle for like yeah. learning something too. You yeah. spend more time doing it. You're more you learn be, from it. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be ahead of everyone that's not doing it. Now, when it comes to, because you said that your biggest problem was like the rules and whatever else. If you had better decks, like better cards, would that improve your situation? I I need to find out and see. Because I did order some proxies, so now I'm just going to see. Like, I have won some games one-on-one, but that's because the person is aware of my decks. He was aware. Like, he slowed down for me. He let me know after, like, yes, I purposely held back so you can enjoy the game. I'm like, thank you, because you're aware of my deck's speed. My deck's speed and what it it can do. I think one-on-one is much harder when it comes to commander, at least. It's very hard to have a same tier and same play style of a deck. Me and you could both have casual decks, but mine might be a faster casual deck and yours might be a slow ramp casual deck. And they're technically, you would not have fun. No. Right? But they're both casual. They can both win on turn 15. But knowing they're both casual will make me happy. Will make you happy. Be one fair and square. If I see like the cards I saw, I'm like, oh, there was no heads up about this. I just had to like surrender in my brain. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what is your definition of a fun game in EDH? EDH. Either one-on-one or a big group in generalized. What is your definition of a fun, a game. fun game? Well, just balance. Like every, well, just everyone gets their chance to win at some point around that table. Like everyone's had that ability. Like throughout the night? Yeah, throughout the night. Whether it's the same game or just like different games, each person had that chance to like win or was close to so we got that feeling of yes i can pull that pull this off for me i wouldn't actually say it for overall i would say in one game alone like if it's a group right or if it's one-on-one as long as each person in the game has their time to shine so if you pulled off something in your deck that you want that you accomplished that you wanted to pull off sweet and if this person does as well this person does this person does and this person does and then one person sweeps the whole board and kills them as long as everyone accomplished one thing that they wanted to do, then I think it was a good game. If yep. it was competitive, they all did one thing that they wanted to do. It was going back and forth, even better. Boom, it's a successful game. It was fun. But if it's a group of eight people and it's technically one versus seven, then it's... Depending what kind of style it is, then it's fun. Yes. But if it's just, oh, this person's playing this deck, everyone that's getting up on it. I'm like, that's not fun. That's 100%. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, that happens a lot in our playgroup. Yes, it's just like... I, <laughs> it happens a lot in our playgroup. First off, I don't really like it, only because it makes... It happens to me a lot. I, I remember early on. It yes. happens to me a lot. The only reason why I don't like it is because people sneak under the radar because they're all focused on me. But then, then I'm not actually the threat. No, and then someone else comes in and wins, and you remind them too, and they just yeah. don't. And like, just because I'm playing this certain style of deck, yeah, it's very threatening. But doesn't mean it's going to win the game. But it doesn't mean, not necessarily that, it doesn't mean it's the only threatening deck in the game. 
There could be two other people who are playing even more powerful decks than me, but the decks that I put out a reputation, and it's just like, yo, let's let's get. I'm like, oh my god, look look across the board. This guy, he's gonna kill y'all in two turns, but y'all still focused on me. I get it. It's fun. It's some casual, playful salt. Man, you guys, <laughs> like shit. I know shit. Yeah, but I- you know what? It's fun. At the end of the day, to have that casual shit talk, to have that casual diplomacy. But if it, if it's every game like that, just picking on one person. If I was the first person out every single game, I wouldn't mind it as long as I accomplished something. But I but have if, not. But if you didn't accomplish anything and you were literally they just killed you, the first person every single game, then that's no fun. That's why. That's why I had that breakthrough. Two nights ago, or it's like, do I want to continue this? Do now, I want to enjoy myself when I could be playing Fortnite? <laughs> I don't like Fortnite, but that's just me. That's just me. Anyways, continuing on with the, with the conversation. If you had to confront the group, which I believe you should. I feel it should be after COVID. Because over in our group chat, it's just going to just... I would say in person is much better. But what would you say? I'd say, hey guys, I know we've been having a real great time. But I think our levels have been growing at such a steady speed or just like it just grew so fast that we need to like tone it down again. Like maybe have two $50 decks or just two super, super casual decks that we can play once a night. Okay. Just to bring down the tone of the games because it just heightens and heightens and heightens. Then your emotions get into it. Then you get really, I'm just speaking on myself. That I get frustrated and there's, I know there's nothing I can do. Which is fair. I, honestly, which is absolutely fair. I would add to that is like, if you want to play a game with one of these tournament style decks and you actually want to test it out, then give two other people a chance to play other tournament style decks. So at least the level of play, A, is harder, yeah. but also it it kind of evens out the challenge a little bit. Correct. Yeah. It's not fair if one person brings a gun to a fight and everyone brings a wet noodle. Pretty much. Like, I'm completely fine building a cheap deck. Completely fine. It's all just hitting me now. I'm just like, I've been resenting the fact that one friend keeps bringing this, one friend keeps bringing this up. I'm like, no, no, I just want to keep getting better and better. I would also say no proxies over 20 bucks. That too. And Don't make a proxy of a card that's worth over $20. Well, I think all of us have like a big enough collection where we can design like a cheap deck, a decently cheap yeah. deck. I have like maybe close to 20,000 cards, if uh, not way more than that. So statistically, you can design a deck that's fair. And I have enough cards too. And if not, I could just ask to borrow some or if not. Honestly, there, there's, there's no issue with people borrowing cards. Exactly. Like, they're, to me, it's cardboard. That's all I look at magic as a hobby, and it's cardboard. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Some pe- some cardboard might be worth $300. Some cardboard might be worth 25 cents. Exactly. But I don't <laughs> take it to the, to the next level where, like, this is going to be my passion for the rest of my life. I'm going to destroy people. Some mm-hmm. people have that mentality over a card game. I have to stop and think sometimes don't get to that level. Or just, like, why am I thinking this way? I should not. It's a hobby. It's not my life. And your hobby should make you happy and not make you want to quit your hobby. 
Yeah, on, I, dude, I feel you. I 100% feel you. I really do. And it's all just hit me now, four years later. Because I'm just so caught up in the whole mindset of new sets, new decks. Play, 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 play. And then all of a sudden you play one-on-one game with one of your friends and it just hits you out of nowhere. That's all I have to say. That's all I can really get out right now. Yeah. Do you feel a little bit better getting that off your chest? Yeah, but still lingering a bit unless things change. Is there anything else you want to get out? Because like this is honestly the perfect time to do it. I don't know. We'll just have a have to have a group talk round table. Honestly, end of the day, like how I see it is, I'm not going to bring out an S tier deck if everyone's playing a casual deck. But then our group, we always want to get better and better and better. That's and thing. I'm happy with you improving your play style, improving your decks. But you also got to be cautious in regards to what other people are playing. Exactly. Because like what we were saying uh, yesterday. Everyone has their own lane of magic gameplay and spending. Person A might be spending way more money than me. So we're in two different lanes. Correct. That does not mean that I could go into their lane of spending and gameplay and expect the same result. No, I I can't handle that. I need to stay in my own lane in regards to magic spending and gameplay. Correct. Like we need to start... We need to re- we honestly need a rule list in our group now at this point. Cuz otherwise it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. For me like one thing I would ask is only make proxies for cards that you need multiple of in multiple decks. Like like I said soul rings. For me what I would do is cuz I, I it's not dual lands, I forget what it is, but it came it came oh, in Ravnica. Uh, it came in Ravnica. Something like that. Fetch lands maybe. Maybe no, not fresh. It's probably Shocklands because it or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, but whatever, yeah, shock, right? Shock, shock. But I have like seven decks that are all five color, and I have two sets of that. I don't want to be taking the cards I'm putting else. Yeah, people know I have two sets of all ten of those combinations, right? Correct. So instead of me taking it out and wasting time, I would make proxies for them because people know I have the cards. Correct. I physically have the card. I'm okay if you making a proxy of a card that you already have. Instead of a card that you do not have. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with making that rule. Right? Make a proxy of a card that you own. Because you got multiple decks. That's true. But for me, I had to use the buy proxies to play catch up. Not the fact that I own the card. It's just literally the fact of trying to catch up without... What would be like your number one rule for proxy? What you just explained. Yeah. If you own the card, you can make proxies of it for your other decks. I wouldn't be okay with someone making a proxy of... A card that's like fifty to hundred fifty dollars or higher, and they don't even own it. That's just what I've had to come to. Yeah, last. I'm okay with doing that if we're all doing a tournament style deck and we we actually cannot afford these cards. Yeah, and we all go balls to the wall and like, what is the best deck we can possibly think of? And we all bring it to the table, and it's all proxies. That I'm okay with, predestined rules and whatever else. Yeah, but I've me personally, I was just pushed to a corner where I'm like, okay. How how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? I need to do it. I have to buy cards that are not real. Because I don't want to drop. That's I did, tough. I did the math for all the proxies I bought. It was like 10 times the amount, which was stupid. Here's the thing, though. What's Okay, so you have a card and you have the proxy. What is the equivalent rate? Is like the proxy like 10% of the actual price of the real card? Or like- it all depends on the seller. Really? So I bought card. I bought a card for five USD when the regular card's like four hundred bucks. 
Okay, so like it's extremely on the lower end, like extreme under ten percent of the just, actual card. Yeah, if like the site's good enough, I'm like, all right, I'll just. Okay, but wait, why do people sell proxies? Can't you just find it on a website and just print it out? You could, but it's just like I wanted the quality, like you could feel it. The the high definition of the print itself. Okay, that's that's fair. Because I, when you print it out, sometimes the print's just like, can you read that? Can you read that for me, please? Which is, which is fair. Which is absolutely fair. But I'll, for me, I wouldn't pay for proxies. I would not. I would go. There's, there's probably a spot where you can get high quality photos of the thing and just get them all printed out. Yet again, do you want convenience or do you want to work to find the proxies? Yeah. People will pay for the convenience any day. Exactly. So like which, I'll show you the cards the next time. Okay. When I, when they and arrive. do they look legit? They look legit. Okay. I'm not, I'm curious because my friend ordered from another proxy site too. He's like, I'm curious about the... The quality? The quality between the two sites. Oh, okay. Like, you will see. Like, if this is like... If I feel, I'm like, oh, this feels like the real card. Like, damn. Then you're happy? Yeah. Like, and you know it's a proxy because at the back, it literally says proxy in magic letters. Well, yeah, of course. Like... Like, you're not going to try to fool anyone. Here's the thing. If you're dumb enough to buy a proxy card for real price of the real card, bro. Like that guy. <laughs> <they> bro. <laughs> I w- Why do you think I don't buy magic cards online? Yeah. I don't want to be sent proxies. That's true. Even off Facebook. like Facebook or whatever, yeah, or like Kijiji. Don't, no. Don't do that. That's stupid. Hell no. Like you don't know what they did with the cards. Hell no. That's just. <laughs> what are you, are you even thinking? I'd be so choked if I spent like $500 on this awesome EDH deck and 50% of the cards were proxies. Oh, I'd be ch- I'd yeah. be so choked. I'd be I'd be a wreck. Bro. Yo, I'd burn your house down. <laughs> I'd burn your house down for 50% of proxies. <laughs> I'd burn your house down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this we're good for now. All I'm right. Well, I'm good. You're good? I'm okay. Good. Well, you know what? If we got to vent some more, We'll have a part two of this episode. We will. Disclaimer, this is just venting. We're not trying to shit talk anyone in our magic group. We're not trying to shit talk anyone who plays like that. Except for the people who do it on purpose and they actually want to like make someone feel bad. You can tell by the tone of their voice. You can tell by the tone the of the way voice. they're slamming their cards down like, oh, this guy's out to kill me. Yeah. All right. Then I don't like that. But here's the thing. No one in our play group's like that. No. Everyone is absolutely amazing. They they actually care about the other person across the table and beside them. So we don't have that issue. And I'm thankful that we yeah. don't have that issue. Well, we all met before yeah, in a I different think, setting. I, yeah, I think we are blessed to have an amazing magic group that we actually have. Right? Some just, don't always get along. I don't know if you... Uh, it's just, I'm just assuming. But here's the thing. Even if some don't always get along, there's a mutual respect at the table. And that I can appreciate. There's a mutual respect at the table, and I, for me, that is okay. Yeah. Right? It becomes a problem when there's no respect. But right now, hopefully forever, that respect continues. Well, I, I, don't, I think I see our playgroup like being friends for the rest of our life. Yeah, 100%. Me too. And yet again, that comes with the respect towards other people and knowing that this is a hobby and we, we want to make sure that everyone has a good time. Exactly. And everyone comes to our sessions that way. And that goes for almost any hobby as well. Like, you want to make sure you're having a good time. Yep. 
we want to make each other salty, but not to the point where we want to quit the game. Exactly. Right? Some salt here and there, you know, some seasoning's fine. Seasoning <laughs> is always good, folks. Okay? But over-seasoning, maybe not too much. Well, my level is almost at that breaking point. That's why I needed to, like, vent it out. Yes. Just to bring it back down. Yeah. But anyways, at the end of the day, yo, our playgroup, guys, we love you. If your playgroup, for those listening, if your playgroup is, like, more on the negative side, we would love to hear your stories. Of course, we'll make it anonymous, whatever else, but we'd love to hear your horror stories. Horror stories are just bad experiences. Bad experiences with magic groups or if you, pl- um, if you play at a local game store, right? I've had multiple bad experiences at a local game store with random commander nights. So uh, let, let us know your stories, all right? You can comment in our Instagram page, send yep. us a message or in our post ourselves. Or email. Or email, right? Our email's on our Instagram page. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if our website is going to be done because we record our episodes a week uh, in advance. But hopefully it'll be done by then so you can send your stories and whatever else through our website, which is sweet. Okay, so hopefully you guys will like our website. We've been working really hard on it. Thank you guys for listening on today's episode of the Unhinged Vibes podcast. Evan, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at edelbig. At edelbig. And you can find me on Instagram at caramelfender, caramel with two L's. Find us on our Unhinged Vibes podcast Instagram page at Unhinged Vibes. Oh, sorry. I'm just drawing blanks. I'm, I'm keeping all this in. I'm, we're keeping all this in, okay? I'm just I'm like, oh, God, I'm just drawing blanks right now. Uh, I need some coffee. Yeah, find us at Unhinged Vibes podcast or Unhinged Vibes. No podcast. Unhinged Vibes on Instagram. Uh, make sure to like our posts. Make sure to share anything that we post out, okay? And give us a follow as well. Give us a follow. So, on that note, Evan, good job today. Good job today, buddy. All right. See you guys next time. Take it easy. Adios, amigos. Goodbye. Adios. Oh, yeah.